What's up, 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 everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Almost Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining us yet again today. Spending some time with me and Rich. Rich, how you doing? I'm good. It's been a good weekend, man. <laughs> That's right. Are you tired? I'm exhausted. Yeah. We tired had that. Not the word for we it. had a lock-in with a bunch of youth, so we are wore out. Smooth out. But at least we got tomorrow off. That's true. Yeah. I'm off all week, so. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, but surgery. I mean, we're not going to count that day. That day's going to be a little, little rough on you. A little stressful, but that's yeah. okay. But yeah. Well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the war and wonder of worship. Let's go. For a second, I thought I had a piece of candy in there. I was like super excited. Man, I was like, wait a second. Is old this old school Mike coming out? Is this what I think it is? Just say fat Mike. Just like, don't say old school. Like, the first rule was not to be playing with rappers. I know. And it was the first thing. I, but I thought there was something in there. I was so excited. Like, ooh. Oh, that's so funny. Well, y'all heard a few voices. We have a few guests on today. So on today's episode, we've got. Pastor Sean Ussery. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Very well, thank you. He is our worship pastor at Remnant, so we're excited to have him on. We also have Tyler Wilkerson. Tyler, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> it's bueno. It's, <laughs> does that mean good, right? I think so. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I hope so. If not, it's been wrong this whole time. If, if not, I've been using it in the wrong way for a long time. And we also have the beautiful, awesome, amazing... Olivia Wilkerson, how's it going? It's going good. <laughs> I'm a little croaky today, but <laughs> yeah, you lost your voice at yeah. the lock-in. Oh, it that was, was so funny. Y'all woke up. Help me. It's like SpongeBob when he needed water. <laughs> water. That's, that's how, yeah, that's what, exactly what I sounded like. It was awful. Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, so we're just going to be talking about the wonder and war of worship, and just talk about all aspects of it because you know, of course, we kind of put worship into the context of singing, but really worship is a lot of things that we do in a lot of ways that we can worship. And sometimes it's a war and sometimes it's, it's an amazing, awesome thing that can break some things off of you at, at the same time. So uh, we're just kind of going to talk about that today. So uh, first just kind of introduce yourself and kind of give a, a background of, of you and how, because all three are worship. So we have the Wilkerson's are our lead worshipers for, for our youth. And then our worship pastor is is Pastor Sean. So um, just kind of give us a breakdown of your history as worshipers. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how you want. Um, okay, so my background in worship, I, uh, I started with my church's youth when I was back in, I don't remember what grade I was in. It was probably, I was in high school sometime, probably a freshman I believe maybe in eighth grade, even. <clears throat> but I started playing with them. Uh, I was playing guitar. I played drums every once in a while. And then graduated high school, went to college. And I played at a couple different churches, kind of filled in at different places. And then um, when I moved down here is when me and Olivia first met and ever since then I kind of been, I think maybe a few months, maybe seven or eight months after we had been dating, 
I started playing with their worship team at a word of faith. And that's kind of been my background as well as, uh, you know, I went to college for music. I have a degree in music education. I've been studying music for just about 13 years. Yeah. So what is, how many instruments do you play? Um, <clears throat> not including the 15 guitars that you own. I mean, like different instruments. I like that doesn't count. Guitars. <laughs> I own three guitars. And the better question is what instruments can I not play? Oh, there you go. Okay. Because you I play a little everything. People ask me that a lot and I hate going through the list. Yeah. Do you play the triangle? Well, I studied percussion. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I studied percussion specifically. Yeah. I've studied, been studying that for about 13 years, but I did learn just about any other instrument. It took two, two years of piano, I uh, took a semester long of brass instruments, so trumpet, trombone, yeah. baritone, tuba. I took a semester of saxophone, clarinet, uh, oboe, bassoon, uh, what other instruments? Violin, cello, viola, and string bass, uh, French horn. I learned that too. Actually, when I was student teaching, I student taught at Jackson High School, and I had to teach a french horn class oh cool okay so actually just like, a specific just for that oh wow french horn i had to teach a french horn class that's crazy and and to this day lee still says she feels weird hearing tyler and not mr wilkerson so just so you <laughs> <Me> know <too. laughs> just so you know and olivia let's get your ear background i know yours is 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 more of a church background I know tyler's more music but i know yours is more yeah um i've gone to the same church for like well over 22 years yeah. <laughs> about to be 23. So my entire life, literally um, I was just like born into it. And my parents are not musically inclined at all. <laughs> they just aren't at all. Um, I think my, my mom and my dad did band for like a semester or a year and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> High school. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I do piano over at um, our main church and um, it's something that I've always wanted to do like ever since I was younger and cause I started piano lessons when I was like around eight or nine and uh, just pretty much from there is where it kind of took off. And I would ask if I could sing on Sunday mornings with my grandparents. And I just, I really loved like being able to be up there and like worship with them. Like it was just something that I felt I needed to do and I was supposed to do. And yeah, so it just kind of, it kind of pulled me in from there. So, Oh Yes. That's what's up. That's, I took piano lessons also, <laughs> all four hours of it. It was a. Isn't that the same amount of time you took Spanish? See, <laughs> <High school. laughs> <Si. laughs> he's got that. Pat you down know, there. I got I got the yes and the no, and what is the, the El Bueno? What's the bathroom? Like, I, yes, that's it. That's the one. I still remember that from when I took Spanish yeah, I first that, semester. That's, that's it. That's all that sunk in. I I'm, took I took Spanish. We were only uh, made to take Spanish one year in our 12 years of being in public school, not to yeah. sixth grade. And the only thing I remember is watching the documentary movie on Selena. That's, 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 that's okay. that prerequisite it. to every Spanish class. Wait, so I, they can, like- I can speak all the Spanish I need, which is quesadilla. And wow, the, the <laughs> menu of time. <laughs> yeah, that's about Tio Cabrito. That's funny. Hey, I'm returning. That's yeah, right, right. That's right. All I need. That's so funny. <laughs> so they made you take Spanish? 
Like you had to. That's what it was yeah, in our school was, too. That, yeah, that was a. You had to have at least one year really? of. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was. We didn't do that at ours. It was like I think German, French, and Spanish, and you had to do one of them. We only had Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was wasn't. Had, oh, you only had Spanish. Oh, okay. It was like, oh, you can do this if you want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had to have one foreign credit or a foreign language credit, and that was the only foreign language we had. <laughs> well, I only did it because Jamie was in the class. So let's oh, get that out of the way. the only reason you've done anything. Your You're right. Life. Every decision I've made from the day that we met is because of that woman. I love you, babe. Avid listener. Uh, yeah. So, Pastor Sean, what about you and your your history? Well, I started playing guitar when I was seven. My stepdad was in a, in a band, and um, it was just something I was really interested in. So they... They got me a electric guitar and an amp, and from from there, I just picked everything up by ear, and it was just always kind of a natural talent. And, um, man, I just, for, for years and years, that's just what I did. There was a couple years, you know, whenever I was really lost that I kind of lost interest and didn't mess with it too much because, you know, that's what that's what those bad years do. They steal everything that you love from right. you. Um, but whenever I got, whenever I got saved and, and really dedicated my life to God about nine years ago, um, it all switched over to Christian music and I was asked to, to start helping in a, in a little church and man, I was scared to death. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't very social at all. And so the guitar was actually my shield because that was the one thing I had confidence in. Right. And like it, a security it, blanket almost. Yeah, yeah. And that was before I got ordained. And it was um it was really the introduction into public speaking and being in front of people. Um but whenever I got ordained, I mean I really had to pray about it because I knew that was the calling that God had, but I mean I literally could not speak yeah. in a microphone to people. And um that was I mean, that was just the whole start of of all of the the praise and worship and um really I think the worship side of it for me really comes out of necessity because I don't necessarily feel um confident most of the time but you know it's it's not about me or performing for people so it's it's um all worship yeah and that's really where the biggest um, shift, the biggest change of all of it's come from is when the the mindset was, when it changed from, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this to I'm just going to pour my heart into it. Yeah. And and that's really where it all all came from is a, a mindset to change from looking at the people to looking to yeah. our Father. Yeah. Almost that thought of, you know, nobody is out there. It's just me. It just... Mm-hmm you know, worshiping and, and it has nothing to do with anybody in front of you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. And, and it's pretty cool. We're all on the worship team, you know, at our church. And I think it, it's pretty neat. So let's talk about the war side of it. The, the, the days where, which again, it's just open and Richard, if you've got questions or anything, don't let me just, cause I, I find this very fascinating because I think, I think worship, you know, I think God created worship for a very specific purpose to, to be able to heal and to change a lot of things, you know, not just to be able to worship him, but also to be able to break things off of us. So I want to talk about the war side of it and, and the, the, the thinking of when we wake up and we just don't feel like worshiping, 
where we wake up and and maybe we've had a bad week or a bad month or a bad year and you just don't feel like worshiping that day what are some of the things that y'all find yourself doing that make you want to get out of that and get back to worship uh when maybe you don't feel like it or maybe it's just a tough time for you me personally um you know i kind of i grew up in church and then by the time i got older and I was in college, I kind of, I didn't necessarily grow out of church, but it was more like I got out of the routine. Yeah. And then, uh, I started playing at a couple churches, feeling in every once in a while. And I've always had a love for music ever since, uh, I put a guitar in my hands or a pair of drumsticks. And I feel like that was kind of a precursor for me into worship. I feel like when there's days that I don't feel like worshiping, I feel like that love for music is just an encouragement encouragement for me. To yeah. Do that. Um, because I, you know, I'm not a great speaker. I'm not a witty speaker that can come up with these, uh, these things to say that are, off the top of my head, but they're like so clever or whatever. I'm not that kind of person to do that or say that, or I'm, I'm not even good at songwriting or anything like that. But when it comes to worship, all these songs that, that we do at church and then I, all the songs that I listen to, I feel like those are words that I can't, I couldn't have come up with myself and that allows me to kind of speak through those songs. Right. The words that I'm listening to or I'm singing or whatever it is, those I feel like those are flowing through me as worship, whether they be my own words or not. Yeah. I feel like that's coming from a place of worship. Yeah. Kind of helping you articulate how you feel. Exactly. It's, it's right. giving me the ability to <laughs> sing or say the words that I don't really know what I'm supposed to say. Right. That's I, good. I come, I come from the same the same thing on the on the love of music that's always been <clears throat> my entire life i've not really been somebody that heard music i felt music yeah so when i got saved christian music was it it, it has the ability to instantly change the mood of any room yeah so once you feel that holy spirit moving through you it is it's an amazing amazing thing so to be a part of that i don't i don't and I haven't done it as long as everybody else probably, but I don't get to that point where I don't want to do this. Right. You know, because I haven't been doing it as long. Yeah. But it's it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. So I don't I don't get there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which I know for you, I know what's really cool is is we've talked about this before, is is especially with silver, like that's how you and her connected. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you and her would would kind of spend your time together. Music, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it's a cool thing that that y'all had that connection, and that's why it means so much to you because you, as her father, had that connection. I think you and your heavenly father had that connection. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of why you love it so much, and why maybe y'all two connect because you love you know singing and sure. using music to to praise the Lord. So um, like that's that. all. Write, yeah, I'm gonna write that down. Hey, you know, it's good stuff. <laughs> write that down. Feel free. <laughs> Sean, what about you, man? What's something that you that that you use to be able to kind of get you out of the the funks and the you know the parts of life where maybe you just don't feel like it? Well, really, 
Um, most of the time, that's you guys. That's all of you. Um, there, there's a lot of times. Yeah, that, give it up for us, man. We're pretty we're awesome right now. That's what I'm talking about. One point for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid, so I don't get a raise for saying that. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I mean, really, um, there are times, and, and most most of the time, honestly, it's selfishness. That yeah. makes, you know, that gets to where you feel like that. And I'm like, man, I don't want to drive that far and then drive home. I, you know, it's a, a matter of kind of like I want my time. And, you know, I force myself to do it. A, I mean, not always, but, you know, when, when we hit those moments. Yeah. And and sometimes it is I force myself to do it to not let you guys down. And every single time, man, I'll go home and I'll tell my wife, I'm like, I'm so glad. Yeah. That this is, I know why I do this. And yeah. I have, you know, and I tell her, I have to not be selfish. Um, I have to give my, that's my sacrifice. You know what I mean? And also when I get, when I get in those moments, I, I remind myself of second um, Chronicles chapter 20 and it starts around verse 21, uh, 2021 when they actually get to the point of it. But all of the, all of the armies were coming at Jehoshaphat from every side, and any one army could have defeated him, one army by themselves. Right. He had four of them coming from every direction, and they were they were praying about it, and you know, asking God, "What do we do?" And He's like, "Look, I've already told you, I've got this." But the answer was to send out the praise team. Yeah, and I remind myself of that because it isn't about me, it isn't about you, it's not about any of us. Um, it's about all of us as a whole, not not just us sitting here, but the entire church, the entire youth group, whoever is is in that room at that moment. This is a battle all around us. It's a war that's raging, and it's our responsibility with with the gifts, the talents that we were given, the ability to do this thing that that we stand up there on the front line to break down the barriers, to to step in between the, the war that's raging and say, you know what, I'm having a hard time in my life, but I'm going to stand here with you yeah. and praise. And so those are, those are the things that, um, that pull me out of it the most is our conversations and just the reminders that this is why we're doing this thing. Yeah. Well, I think you hit on something really good. Like uh, it, it just got me thinking about how, you know, you talked about sometimes it's selfishness, right? You know, that, that sometimes you just don't want to do it or you're not feeling it or whatever it may be. And, and you know, some people may be sitting thinking, well, I'm not on the worship team like this. You know, this episode is kind of for those that do music. But it got me thinking like you're, you're going to worship one thing or another regardless. Whether you're singing, no matter what you're doing, you're worshiping one thing or another. So when we're talking about worship, we're not all of us are musicians, but we're talking about just worship in general. You worship in, in many, many ways and you're worshiping one thing or another. There's only one thing that you can worship that breaks chains. Everything else that you worship puts chains on you. So to to say, you know, oh, I, I want to be selfish. That's because at that at that moment, what happens is you want to worship yourself. You want to say, you know, my needs are more than 
more than what God needs, you know, or, or my wants are more than what he wants. So in your life, if you think that, that, well, just cause I don't sing, I'm not a worshiper or whatever it may be. No, you worship God in your praise. You worship God in your singing. You worship God in doing your job. You maybe you're a car salesman, maybe, you know, maybe you work at the school, like you're worshiping God one way or another. Um, and some days we wake up and we don't want to worship him in those things. You know, we wake up and I just don't feel like going to my job and giving my all. That's you not worshiping God, you know, or you wake up and I don't really want to mess with these kids today. Like that's that's you not worshiping God. That's you giving into your selfishness and saying, you know, I don't want to be who God called me to be today. You know, so in those moments, you need to realize I know it's tough for us all. Like we all wake up in those moments where we just don't want to do anything, you know, but realize that even in doing that, you're worshiping something. So that's. Years ago, I worked at a furniture company as a salesperson, and there was a guy that worked there that said he was a Christian. It was before I was saved. He claimed to be a Christian, but he was the most underhanded salesperson there. Yeah. And you know, looking back at that, I'm like, that was that was not honoring God. Yeah. To to claim to be a Christian and then you know be underhanded like that. So yeah, there's there's worship in all aspects of life. I think that guy sold me a couch. <laughs> no, like, wait a second. <laughs> Look here, look here, Phil. <laughs> Phil sold you his couch. <laughs> right. Right. I was wondering why I met him in the back alley and not at the store. Now it's all that's where I'm, you went I'm, wrong. Start, I'm starting to get it all now. Uh so I think that's a good way to 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 segue us into to now not just the war of worship, but the wonder of worship and how just like you shit you said how those days where you don't want to go, you know, we're tired and you don't want to worship, but then you get home and it's like, oh, I'm so glad I went. That's the beautiful wonder of worshiping a man named Jesus is that things start to break off of you that you think have nothing to do with worship or singing or church or your job or being a good person or being a parent. You don't think any of this is worth anything, but all of a sudden things start to fall off of you and, and, you know, there's days you wake up depressed and then all of a sudden just playing with your kids. Now, all of a sudden your worries are starting to fuss. Like, why is this happening? It's because in doing those things, you're worship. If you're doing them for the right reason, you're worshiping God and doing that. You know, if you're if you're a believer and you're set up and, and, and you say, you know what, Jesus is Lord of my life and you do those things, you're honoring him. And we talk about, you know, Sabbath all the time. It's like, Hey, take a day off to watch movies, go for a walk, like do all these things like, yeah, but that's not honoring God. It absolutely is. Everything you do is, is honoring him. Everything you do that he wants you to do, be a good parent, be a good person. You know, all these things are honoring him. So let's just talk about some of the, some of the times where you did fight, fight that urge to not do it. And then all of a sudden you just break out of something and like, man, this just, I feel so much better. Or maybe there was, you know, something you were dealing with, even financial troubles. All of a sudden you decide I'm going to worship today. I don't even care. I'm just going to give it to the Lord. And then all of a sudden things turn around. You're like, wow, this is, this is kind of crazy. I mean, me specifically when, you know, there's been a few times where I can church getting stuff ready and I just wasn't feeling it. But Music is for me, or for really for anyone, how why God put music on this earth and why He gave that to us is it's very it's powerful. Yeah, and I think for me, God uses music for me on a very very personal level in those moments where I really don't feel like worshiping. That He 
gives music the ability to change my mood, to change my yeah. attitude. And I know before in those those times where I, I come to church and I don't feel like worshiping, I know afterwards I always do. Yeah. I always do. And, you know, I've heard a lot of uh, people like former worship leaders that are not in the church anymore talk about, oh, well, we do, you know, we we use music to, you know, control your attitude. We and the reason or how we do that is by doing this. And that's, you know, that's kind of saying like, oh, that feeling you get, that's not, that's not God. That's just us changing the key in a song. Well, whatever that was came from God, right? God put music on this earth for a reason. And music has such a strong power in our lives that we're able to do that because of God. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's, and that's what it was for. That's what it's for. So you could sing his praises. And I think that, it's such a powerful thing. And that's why the world always, always seems to want to manipulate it. You know, cause again, we talk about the enemy uses what God meant for good to try to, to manipulate you and to change it into something different, what it was never intended to be. Uh, and I think that that's why you see a, a, a lot of these big artists that they used to be in the church. That's where they started, you know, Beyonce or any of these singers that they started in the church. And then all of a sudden it got twisted into something that it was never meant to be. And again, it's just worshiping the world is all it is. You know, it's just a change of worship. It's the same worship to a different thing. You know, it's the exact opposite. Instead of worshiping him, now all of a sudden you're worshiping yourself because of the fame and the money and all this, and, you know, and the fans and whatever it may be. So um, it's just, you know, it's, it's that, that Nebuchadnezzar bow down to the golden statue. Like you're going to worship something. Whether you bow or stand, you're worshiping one or the other. So I, I just think it's it's such a powerful thing, man, just to see. So it, even this morning, you know, it was just an acoustic, you know, kind of strip away and go down to the bare basics and just to see people just crying and people down at the altar. It's such an amazing, powerful thing to watch and be a part of. Uh, and it was just awesome. I mean, just this morning, getting to sit and just be a part of it was just so cool. And I know, Olivia, you come from like a like a Christian college background like what is that kind of culture with worship how does that yeah um sorry i'm over this <laughs> mucus whatever it is crap i'm done <laughs> um i did a i didn't go to a christian college for very long um i was there for a semester and there i, I will say that the only reason that i didn't stay was out of fear i let fear take over and dictate my life at that point. And at that point, um, I really didn't know what to do, um, whether to stay or to go. And I had a lot of people like, I really feel like you're supposed to be here, but I was just terror. I was mortified. Like I was like, I don't like if I'm here, what am I here for? Like, I don't know, you know, and I was too scared to find out, I guess. And so, um, looking back, I do wish that I would have stayed because I would have gotten so much more out of it than what I thought, you know, like, and like, not, not just for me, but like for my spiritual walk, like, but a Christian college is like, it's really fun. Yeah, (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Um, we would do these, um, chapels just on like a Tuesday or Thursday every week. And, um, they did worship nights on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night. And that was one of my favorite times to go to church. Yeah. It was on Wednesday nights because that's all it was, was just worship. And, like, it's just 
you and God, like you can feel his presence as soon as you walk into those doors. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a really big church and it was like, Oh, this, you know, the, the um, what is it called? The um, fog. No, the, the uh, atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, the oh, okay. atmosphere. <laughs> the atmosphere was just like, you know, oh, you know, they got the fancy lights and, right. and the fog and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, but that's not what it's about. Like, um, I do feel like personally, and I could be wrong about this. So, like, correct me if I am, but like, I do feel like that kind of enhances it almost. Yeah. And it like, it makes it more personal. Yeah. And more yeah, intimate. it can for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, you walk into there. a place and, and, and you know time has been spent on mm-hmm. setting that up and getting that yeah. atmosphere going. Oh, it yeah. really does, man. It, Absolutely. It'll... And it's just like, because like you hear a lot of people, they're like, you know, um, the atmosphere is just to like satisfy people and like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, I really don't feel like that is. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like it it does enhance the um intimateness if that's a word well there's a reason why (laughs) like even in the church it doesn't have lights so you turn the lights down during worship it's it's to it's to make people a little more comfortable in crying and lifting their hands staring at them like you know yep and i mean and i've that's always been something that i've been kind of nervous about like whenever it comes to worshiping and like not being afraid to worship because uh i've been to churches and it's like they have the type of atmosphere that we have at remnant where it, it is darker whenever we do worship and stuff, which I absolutely love. I just, I've always loved that. Yeah. And uh, like, I can't like stress that enough, just how important I feel like that is. And um, it feels like you're just having that one-on-one with God. And then I've also been to churches where it's just like, they got all the lights on that are about to blind you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I feel like, if I raise my hand, somebody's going to look at me funny and yeah. be like, what the heck is she raising? You know, like, right. you know, or like go to, down to the altars. That used to be a big thing for me too. I used to be terrified. Like I, I let fear rule my life for a, the longest time. Yeah. And, uh, my mom could tell you all about that, but <laughs> it was horrible. Like she would go to like, go to the store in Cape and I would freak out. I would be like, Oh my gosh, you're going to like die. Like oh, if gosh. I'm not with you. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I just let fear just run rapid in my head. It was just awful, but we're past all that. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am learning to be more confident in my spiritual walk and in my relationship with God. Like, so, uh, I mean, I'm still a work in progress, but we all are. So, yeah, man, <laughs> well, I know you hit on, hit on talking about that, just the atmosphere, just setting up the atmosphere. And I know that, that yeah. pastor Sean has really talked about this at, at remnant is trying to, to create that culture of just like you said, where, where people kind of, they look around and they feel like, Oh man, I'm going to be looked at. We want to flip that on its head and make it to where if you're not worshiping, like you feel like the outcast, like instead of, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm the only one lifting my hands. We want people to feel like, Oh crap, I'm the only one not lifting my hands, you know? So, uh, Sean, what is, what is something that you think that, that will help create that atmosphere? Because I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think it, it, a lot of it is is the people in the church that aren't on the stage realizing that you're part of the worship team. Absolutely, um, you know we try to we try to to really emphasize that. And for one, you you know, in a church, sometimes you're dealing with a lot of people that 
um, don't trust churches, which means they're they're not going to trust leadership. And so when we're telling them things, they're they're not going to think necessarily that we're telling them something without an objective. If that yeah. makes sense. So um, you know you've got to you've got to break through that mold. And so what that takes is just us being genuine time after time after time. It's consistency. Yeah. And um, it does take a few people because, you know, it's just like anything. Once a couple other people out start, you know, really, really surrendering and feeling comfortable, then another person's going to see that. And and they've been holding it in now for a while. So now they're wanting to start, you know, and um, (laughs) they'll, they'll start to release and, it's all so that surrender, raising raising our hands, that surrender, you know, scientifically our body language is when we sit with our arms crossed, we're protecting ourselves. Right. And so it's proven that if you hold your arms out or up or whatever, when you outstretch your arms, you make yourself vulnerable. You're open to attack. Yeah. But after, I don't remember the exact time limit, it's like two minutes of your arm stretched out, your yeah. body releases a chemical that makes you relaxed. Yeah. It makes you feel protected and safe. And it's interesting because that's when we're surrendering and we, we're, you know, at first we're always nervous. I mean, I've been doing this a long time and if I'm in a strange church, I feel kind of weird. Cause I get, I yeah, mean, I'll be, I'll be up in there yep. you know, knocking yeah. people in, out of the way. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. But after a minute you, you feel something that, that changes and yes, it's the presence of God and we're designed that way. Um, but as far as in the church, man, it's, it's a consistency from us. Yeah. Um, it is, and not just a consistency up there, but when, when you step a foot off of the platform, off of the stage, whatever you want to call it, that's where that trust comes from. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times, um, the praise band, um, the guest speaker, whoever it is, that's all they are. Yeah. And when they come off of that stage, they're in a little click. They're yeah. in a, whatever they're doing, they're walking back to the sound booth, whatever it is, instead of just going and sitting next to a, right. a random person and saying hi or, or whatever. And I think that that is the, that's going to be the tipping point is, is when we're genuine enough to the people around us. Cause that's where our leadership comes from. Yeah that they are like, man, this, this person's for real. Yeah. They didn't even ask me for money. They didn't ask me for nothing. They, I mean, what do they want from me? Yeah. Three or four times that question goes away. They don't want anything from me. And it's, it's forming a friendship and a trust that that's, that's what the leadership is, is we're going to, we have to break those barriers um, to where we're not up there performing, but that we're actually, creating a bond with someone yeah oh yeah i know that's one thing especially this morning because i you know we're praising and usually i'm stuck in my cage um <laughs> oh man i swear it gets hot in there still uh but this morning you know I, i'm i'm back in the back and i'm praising and i'm just watching everybody you know and people got their hands raised people's at the altars crying and then and then you know you know you start noticing little things that that y'all do that each of y'all in the on the praise team do and it was just cool to see Brittany praising with her hands raised and Richard raising his hands because it it almost gives that, hey, it's okay. 
It's okay to surrender. It's okay to lift your hands. Like I, I love that leadership and stepping out and not, you know, not a bunch of prima donnas on stage worried about, you know, what they look like. And Brittany's up there snotting and crying and, and <laughs> having to go and get tissues. And, and Richard's got his eyes closed looking like a doofus. And it's just awesome. It's awesome because it really does. It opens up that, hey, it's okay. It's okay to lift your hands. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be broken. Like, that's what it's for. Like, let's let's set this atmosphere before any word is spoke, before we go anywhere with the service. Let's set this atmosphere right now. Well, that comes from, you know, me and Sean have had multiple conversations about about worship on stage, you know, and it's we're we're basically that's what we do. We we lead worship. Yeah. So by by allowing ourselves to worship God, that is what we're doing. We're saying it is okay to do this here. That's what <laughs> Sean says all the time from the stage. Do what God wants you to do. If God wants you to shout, if God wants you to lay on the ground, if God wants you to go to the altars, you do what God wants you to do in this worship. Yeah. And that's that's the freedom that has to be allowed yep. for that to work. Oh yeah. And it, it'll you'll see lives change through that. Like that's the only way you see lives change. It's through worship. Like, you know, when we go up there and we give the word and we, you know, we do all these other things like that's great, but it's worship is what it's about. That's where God gets out of the service. Like we get out of the word, you know, this is what God wants to speak to us, but that's why you start with worship. It's like, God, we're giving it to you first. We're giving you what you deserve. Then, okay, now, now pour into us. He can't pour into us unless we first pour into him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. Love it. It's amazing. What is your okay, just go around, go around. What is your favorite type of worship? So it could be music, it could be praying, it could be hanging out with your family. Like what's your favorite type of worship? We start over here. Oh, of course we're gonna start <laughs> right here because you know I look you like a doofus all the time. You're so. the you're the other host, so you <laughs> have to be I look like a doofus, and now I get to sound like one as well. Okay, I love it. You spilled grape juice on me today, so you deserve it. It was an accident. You didn't spill it. You squirted it on you. <laughs> I was about to freak out. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it came from behind me. I was like, <laughs> uh, my favorite kind of worship. Man, it would, it would have to be a couple because, like, at church, I, I I love being a part of the praise team. I I really feel called to do that. And I've only recently, me and Sean have sung together for a couple of years now, I guess. And I'm only recently like fully accepted that calling. Yeah. Because you know the whole I'm not good enough. What am I even doing up here? Right. You know what we've talked about before. And Sean is so encouraging. Like <laughs> when I first asked, you know, I told him I was kind of feeling led to to try and do the praise and worship. And I was like, is there like an audition process or what, you know, what's the deal? And he's like, if you feel it, come and do it. Yeah. And it's been that way ever since it's, it's just like, he's, he's, he's just so encouraging to everybody that steps on that stage that it, it's, it's so easy to just express myself through that praise up there. So, so that, and then time at the altar, those two things, like, especially in the times that I really let myself forget people are around. Yeah. Cause you, you can get yourself up there at the altar and then be like, Oh, people are watching me. Right. But when you, when you really release something there, 
at the altar. There's there's just nothing like it. When you really feel that connection with God and you feel like that you've given him something and he's taken it away. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Tata, what do you think? Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to thank y'all. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> uh, me personally, it's music. Music has been such a foundation in my life since I was about 12. Um, I knew ever since then I wanted to do music. Music was just kind of consumed me. And that's what had been for the longest time. Then went to college and honestly, I didn't really decide to be a music teacher. It was almost, I wouldn't say it was forced on me, but it was almost like a decision was made by someone that I was going to go to college from to be a music teacher. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> rock stars, not really practical. So sure. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go there, man. I really wish I paid attention. How's that to the that. two options? Rock star teacher, rock star teacher. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, can, I really wish I had, I had, uh, really gave that more thought. Right. But, you know, things happened for a purpose and I, you know, went to college and I was enjoying it. Um, you know, that, and that gave me a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, I did have opportunities to do worship in churches and I yeah. also got to have opportunities to play professionally, go get paid to play gigs, uh, different places. And now I'm thankful for that opportunity and that time that I had in college because it was just, there's so many doors opening of, for experience for me. And I loved it. Yeah. And then, when I started teaching, uh, I started to not enjoy music and it was almost devastating for me. And you can ask her, we had the conversation so many times, uh, in my second year after we got married and I was like, I really don't think I want to do this. Yeah. Almost like a burnout. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it took me a minute to to realize what I need to do. But I thought to myself, I would rather not have a career in music than just completely wash my love for music away. Right. Good. And I'm thankful I made that decision because I mean, it, all the decisions we make, uh, or the decisions we have made led us to where we're at now. And I'm glad I'm here. And, you know, um, it, it scares me what might've happened, what my, my life and my attitude towards music would have turned out to be if I had stayed. Cause I looked living, I said, I couldn't, I cannot see myself doing this for 23 more years. Yeah, absolutely not. It was really rough for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just, and he was kind of like, sorry, could have butt in for a minute. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like, it almost felt like a war with himself because he's like, I just wasted all this time in college. For right. Nothing. Like he was like, he was like, I just feel like I'm not, you know, worth anything anymore. And like, I'm just wasted everybody's time. And like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Yeah. And I mean, I've told him, I was like, you know, it's okay to not use that degree right now. Right. Because you may later on in life use it. Cause you're going to have it for the rest of your life. So yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. Right. <laughs> like 
you earned that degree. Yeah. And like God gave you that degree for a reason. Right. Like, and it may not have been at the school because it could be somewhere completely different. I have no idea where else yeah. <laughs> and neither does he. Yeah. But I mean, there's a reason why everything happened the way that it happened when it happened. Yeah. And cause I mean, there's no coincidences right. or anything. Well, it gets to the point where you start to wonder, like, was that the enemy trying to snuff out yeah. the plan that God had for your life at a very young, you know, young in, in the infancy of that, that area of the area of music, because the, the easiest time to snuff something out is in baby form, mm-hmm. you know? So he, he'll usually attack you when you're new, you know, you're a new Christian or you're, you're just coming into the, stepping into the, what God has for your life. So I think that that very well could be what it was is just, you know, the, the enemy trying to suck that passion out of what God created you for. Basically suck the worship out of him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To where you do, you don't even want to step into worship because you just over it. Yep. It has nothing to do with actual worship. Just you're over just doing music altogether. So that could have been what it was is just the enemy trying to get to you before, you know, as you're first starting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there were days where I didn't want to play any instruments. I didn't want to listen to music or do anything like that. And I absolutely hated it. And then it came to the point where, you know, I didn't even want to teach. All I wanted to do was listen to music or play music. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not fair to the students I have. If I was just that teacher that didn't really teach, Yeah. you know, and I, I, really thought to myself I'd be doing a disservice to myself and those students if I just stayed in that career. Yeah. That's good. I well, yanked my ear off oh, here. It oh, got gotcha. stuck in his arm and I was like, oh no. <laughs> help me. Help me. <laughs> Olivia, what's your favorite? <sighs> favorite way to worship. Well, I wonder. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, like Richard, there's multiple. I mean, I couldn't even make a list out of all of them, honestly. But, no, but uh, uh, definitely uh, music would have to be number one. It's just because, I mean, like I said earlier, I was just like, it felt like I was born into it. Like, I just, I've always been around it. Um, I've always enjoyed it. I, there's never been a moment where I'm like, I really don't, you know, I don't want to do anything with music anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, eh. Let me button real quick. And also, <laughs> sorry. Already, already. You buttoned on my own little bit on yours. I also, gave you like 20 minutes. I'm just kidding. Also, uh, the fact that me and Liv connect so much with music is what is part of why music and worship means so much to me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I, personally believe that that is why me and her are married is to do is to do music ministry or worship through music absolutely oh that's just oh that's so beautiful (laughs) i had a button for that one too it's pink too Uh, i mean we've we've been doing worship together since almost since we started dating at her church and there have been times where you know people on the worship team were gone and it was just me and her leading worship. Yeah. And then there is also times where we filled in at a couple other churches and it was just me and her leading worship. And, you know, I think I want to say it was such a coincidence that it happened, but I mean, there's no quiz. I can't even say the word. Right. Coincidences. <laughs> Coincidences. <laughs> I need to enunciate my words. We love them anyways. 
It's all right. Oh, Lord. A little dyslexic Help over me. here. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, I mean, I I think that's uh, that's almost the entire reason me and her met is to do music worship, music ministry and worship together. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see that with any with anybody that watches y'all, you could see that y'all are are anointed to be together. It's like it just goes. Like I remember Tristan, the first time y'all sang on a Sunday morning, Tristan came up to me and said, Wow, that's crazy. I was like, Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right there. That's just good. Yeah. And like I feel like um like it kind of going off of what he said, like you know, there's a, there is a reason why we are together and um, why past relationships that we thought, you know, oh, that like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is my person. There's reasons why those didn't work out. And like now looking back, like I completely understand why everything happened the way that it happened. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I was hurt for a reason and I found him for a reason. Right. And um, I do feel like he has helped me especially in my spiritual walk whenever I'm just like, you know, I'm not feeling it. Like I don't, you know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, like whenever, which we talked about this earlier, um, how he has pretty much the technical side of the worship. And then I just have like the, I don't know what you would call it, but like yeah. <laughs> the worship side of the worship. Right. I don't know. That, yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it uh, is very two two very distinct different things. Yes, it really is. It's like he definitely knows more of like the technical everything about you yeah. know the music in general, and I don't. I'm just like you know, just give me give me chords and I'm good. You right. know, like that's that's as in depth as I go. Yeah. But um, spiritually, it's completely different. And uh, I don't know. And then uh, I think that. Um, like again, like Richard with the altar and everything, just having that one-on-one time. And like, I feel like people don't understand. Like whenever I say like, when you feel it, you feel it. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, you don't feel that way for just because like it, there's a reason why you're like being feel like you're being pulled to go to the altar. It's because that's where you're supposed to be. Like you may not know why. And I mean, it may be because, somebody else has something for you and you just don't know it. Yeah. Or you may have something for them and you just don't know it still, right, like, right, you know? Yeah. And cause I've had both of those things happen and it's just, and like even tonight, like, cause it, I mean, you don't expect it, Yeah. but yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen if it's yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah. And just taking that step out into faith, like it just like, I don't know. It just like inspires me even more to like, okay, like I can do this. Like this is, I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. And other times it corrects me like, okay, there's yeah. a kick in the butt. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, but yep. um, I think my third one will probably be family. Just being able to be with my family. I'm thankful that um, <clears throat> I'm able to still be able to be connected with yeah. my family and um it's just it really is a blessing like genuinely um and just being able to share um share like spiritual things that other people will actually understand 
and that they can help me in my spiritual walk as well. Just being able to have that as well. It's just like, it's so important Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Pastor Sean, what you think? My favorite form of worship would have to be the music. The Nintendo Switch. Sir. No, oh. no, no. Um, you know, growing up, I think for all of us, because we are musicians, so obviously that's a, um, just a very in- integral part of our life. We, we've all grown up that music was our escape. Yeah. You know, it's um, that's where we went. That's where in t- when we felt good, that's where we went. When we were feeling depressed, that's where we went. And, you know, naturally, um, music music affects all of us that way. It, it takes us somewhere. And someone had told me one time, when I first got saved, they were, you know, we were talking about music. And I was like, yeah, I still like to listen to, to some of the music I used to listen to. You know, I still, I don't listen to anything where they're cussing or talking about drugs. <laughs> and And they told me, they were like, well, you know, music is a form of spiritual warfare in itself. And when they told me that, I didn't want to believe it because I didn't, you know, I still, you don't want to hear what, you know, some kind of truth that's going to make you change what you're doing. All right. right. And I, I kind of asked them, I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, think about any music you listen to. So if you, if you put on a song right now that you listen to when you were a preteen or a teenager, it automatically takes you to a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's spiritual warfare. That's spiritual. It takes you somewhere else. And so that that really made me um, think about, and it opened my eyes to the effect of music and how true that is because, I mean, I was a young Christian, and I didn't really really think about the fact that how spirituality works um, and how things take you somewhere in your mind and that that's spiritual. So my, my favorite... Worship just by it's what it's what draws me the closest to our Father is music. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I've got two, two whole ones. Two whole ones. You can only have one. Sorry, this rules. I've got two, and they kind of coincide with each other. So, <laughs> mine is being a husband. I almost said wife. Mm, that's weird. That's pretty close. Uh, to yeah, I believe right, you, Michelle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, being a husband and being a father is my favorite type of worship because I feel like my wife has seen me at, at my worst moments and my kids don't see my worst moments. Does that make sense? Like that, like all they see is daddy. Daddy's here. Daddy's awesome. Daddy's Superman. Daddy, daddy, daddy. They don't see the worst. And all my wife has seen was the worst. Um, so I feel like, Everything else, you know, the the preaching and speaking, I feel like I was I was born for that. Like this I, I really feel like I stepped into what God created me for. I feel like being a dad and being a husband is something that I'm allowed to do. Something that even though I'm not fit to do it, he allows me to do it and he, he allows me to, to, to make an effect on, on these kids and, and to do my best to lead my home and to, to lead my family. So I think that is something that, uh, beyond anything else that I can do, that's an every day, every moment thing. Like that's something that when I'm not here, that's what I am. I'm a husband, I'm a dad. Um, 
when I am here, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I feel like it's something that never goes away and that never stops and never slows down. So I feel like everything I do, whether I'm here or not, is is worshiping him in that aspect of me being a good dad and me being a good father. Or me being, that's, those are two of the same things. Me being a good father and me being a good husband. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, it's just, it's the toughest, most satisfying job in the world. Um, and I hate, I, I hate failing at it, but I do it daily. But uh, that's just, that's my favorite type of worship. Just, just being able to, to do that because I, I feel like it's, it's service. It's a hundred percent service to others. So yeah, it shows every Father's Day because we don't get nothing. Man, <laughs> way to make us feel wow. so generic. So, oh, music, 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 yeah, music. That's oh. what I was thinking too. Like, oh, man. <laughs> we, we just went there. She just took I'm a dog whole, dad. Whole I service direction. my dogs every day. <laughs> oh, my oh, fur yeah. babies. Fur babies. Oh, my God. I don't have a barking. Sorry. Crack, I swear. <laughs> for, and, uh, for the record, I love my wife. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Now, Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there. I was gonna, I was gonna add something. Kind of what that is uh, so funny. <laughs> kind of what Sean was talking about when it comes to music and spiritual warfare. I've, uh, when, kind of towards the beginning of when I was starting to dive into being part of worship teams and things like that. I, you know, and it's not even, it wasn't even a thing until I, I realized it pretty recently that, you know, we can, we can only serve one thing or the other. And, you know, thinking back, it was, I was almost at a point where I was worshiping music. Yeah. And that's, and that's such a, tough thing to almost admit sometimes just and just because you know i had <laughs> such a a strong uh almost like a strong pulling towards music you know i grew up in church and it was almost like a routine thing so it yeah. didn't really seem super significant to me but then when i naturally gravitated to music, it was almost like that was my identity was musician. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm now I'm realizing, you know, how powerful music is and God made it that powerful for us to worship him. And, you know, it, I, I feel good about myself because I've kind of come to that realization where, you know, I can I can worship music or I can worship the God that created music. Yeah. And you know, when people are talking about, you know, oh, it's you know, it's all it's the lights, it's it's the fog machines, it's the core progressions, things like that. It's those are the things that God put on earth to encourage us to worship. And that's that's how that's how I see. It. I don't know if y'all feel that same way, but that's how I see it because I, I really did um kind of have a an argument with myself like am i worshiping god or am i worshiping the music that i'm playing that's good and you know like i said i'm you know i'm not the best at praying you know i don't go down to the altars like everyone else does you know but i feel like my version of worship how i worship is you know somewhere I think it was in Psalms. It talked, it talked about, you know, 
playing music skillfully for the Lord. Yeah. And I feel like that is my, um, almost my identity in worship is being able to take the gifts that God's given me and do it knowing that he created that for me to do. Yeah. And that's good. And you see, you, just in the little time that you've been with us, that y'all have been with us leading worship, you see that you can see it, that even in that time, it's went from more of a performance to a praise. You could see it. You could physically see it tonight. I could physically see it on you that something has changed, that it went from up playing music for God, but you're just up playing music to you're worshiping. You can see it and you can feel it. And that's what sets the atmosphere. That's what sets you apart from there's a million musicians out there. There's not a million worshipers, true worshipers that get up there and usher in the presence of God. There's not very many. You know, a lot of people can learn and take lessons and know how to play music, but not everybody worships. Like, made me kind of think of that is like, um, just to add on, <laughs> um, is like we, us, whenever over at the lock in, we had like the split groups for devotionals and everything. And we kind of talked about, um, <clears throat> when we had all the girls over there, about what goes in comes right back out. Yeah. And, um, that just made me think of it all over again. Cause like, whenever, if you're just up there doing a performance, you know, for people, it's not really, it's not going to do anything for anybody. Um, maybe for like one person or two people yeah. because they may just not know, you know, yeah. they may not see the difference, but, uh, for people who actually like do see it and do feel it, like the different, complete difference. And cause you will, you will feel it. Like you yeah. said, you'll feel it and you'll see it. Like, and it's incredible. And, but if you're up there actually like worshiping and putting your, like your literal heart and soul into it and your spirit, then that's going into people and they start to feel it and they start to see it and it becomes part of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll see somebody perform. It's like, that was great, but nothing changes. Yeah. You know, it's like, what a great performance. That was really good, but nothing changed on the inside of me. Other than I was happy for a couple hours while they were playing music. After that, oh, nothing really. I feel the same. Yeah, I think it, I think that's a very important idea and concept for worship leaders to grasp. Because when you're trying to make a, a performance, not only are you taking worship away from God, but you're now trying to make yourself as an idol. Yeah, and I mean, that's just no. That's bueno. scary. It's no bueno. It's no bueno. Because, I mean, I, I look at, you know, I listen to a lot of newer worship and worship artists and Christian artists and things like that. And, you know, I love listening to Brandon Lake and Phil Wickham and, uh, you know, who else? You know, Elevation and Maverick City, Red Rocks and all them. And <clears throat> I, I love the idea of... So many, like when it comes to like elevation, the mega churches, I love the idea of having so many people up there yeah. because I feel like that displays and kind of gives an example of fellowship through worship 
because we're not just focused on one person. Yeah, yeah. One person may be leading the song, but that's all they're doing. They're just kind of helping people learn the song, know yeah. the song, understand what the song is trying to convey. Yeah. But the fact that I can watch, you know, I can watch a music video from elevation worship and see 30 people on the stage and just the way they worship is honestly, that's really helped me with being able to, you know, almost be a worship leader. Cause I, you know, I see them and I see what they're doing and, you know, when they're speaking in between songs and, you know, it almost gives the idea that, Oh, we're at a concert, but just hearing them speak, it it kind of takes away from that concert setting. Yeah. Cause you know, it would be awesome. You know, if we had a big group like that and people, you know, talk about the songs we did and it's be like, Oh, well, who did that? I don't know. But it was, it was, yeah. I felt God through that. Yeah. I don't remember who sang it, but that's well, so you got me pumped up, man. So I know we've been going for a while, <laughs> but man, you get me because what you just shared is his heart. He, he told me, um, he love he loves the fact that we can, that we can get up there as a group and you can't tell who the leader is. You can't tell who's in charge and who's the leader. It's just one worship altogether. It's like, I don't know who the leader is or who's the main person, but man, what an amazing, amazing time. So that's, that's awesome to hear that. So you see hearts lining up in the worship that we're all on that same page of, of, you know, we just want to usher in the presence of God. I do feel like that is really important to like, you know, I don't feel like, just one person needs to be over everything because like it's not called just like, I don't know how to, how we're, to say we're it. not, like, we're not Olivia in the rest of the worship. <laughs> Olivia yeah. and the beats. Yeah. yeah. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> it's like, it's called, we're called a worship team for a right. reason. Yeah. It's not just like Olivia and you know, the whatever beats. Uh, <laughs> beats. <laughs> to go with that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you it nothing nothing will make someone that's part of a worship team feel like worshiping less than making them feel like a backup dancer. Right. Cause you know, we're up there creating that culture. We're up there setting that example for worship, but how are we setting that example if there's someone up here is like, oh, I'll just sway in the background. And yeah. it comes to the point where we're like, I don't want to do this. Right. You know? And that's that's why I you know, I love the idea of having a lot of people on there. You know, I love the idea of having so many musicians and we just have a just one big giant sound. But I also love that we have one big giant sound with so many people doing the same thing for the same goal. Yeah, that's good. That's one thing that I really, really love about like coming us coming to remnant because it is very different. Like it reminds me of when I went to college, honestly, because of course, obviously it's not near as big yeah. as the college yeah. I went to, slightly yeah, but <laughs> only by, you know, a couple hundred thousand, you know, <laughs> no, but like just, um, yeah, it just reminds me so much of like when I was at college and like, it it kind of like takes me back almost every time that we're there to like everyone working as a team and yeah. like trying to help each other if they don't understand you know 
know, what's going on with the song or whatever it is, you know, and not even just in like the music ministry, just even like with like kids or with um, like youth or whatever it is, you know, and um, just being able to actually like connect even not just in the church, but like outside of the church too. And because like when I had my doctor's appointment and then Mikey, you messaged me and you were like, Hey, how did everything go? Yeah. And like, you know, and we had talked to a couple other people about it and nobody else had messaged me about it. And I was yeah. like, okay, you know, it's nice that somebody actually, you know, cares about it and yeah. is actually wondering how we're doing. And, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Like we could just be having an off day yeah. and we're all checking in with each other. And like, that's something that I had in college too. And that I, you know, missed that because we yeah. haven't had it in so long. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's important. I feel like for, people to keep their softened hearts yeah. because a lot of people now, especially people who have been hurt by people in the church, not by God himself, but by the church just from misleading information or whatever, whatever happened. Cause everybody's different. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm just very thankful oh, yeah. <laughs> to be able to be a part of a church that, you know, where it's just, it's not just, we're not a church just in the church. We're a church outside of the church as well. Yeah. And to be able to show that to other people and to hopefully soften some hearts. <laughs> That's good. Rich, what you got? You got anything else? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you took a deep breath. Like, yeah. So. <gasps> nope. No. <laughs> no, I will say though, with all the talk about praise and worship, I just wanted to tell everybody that, uh, this will drop Tuesday, right? So Wednesday yes. night, six o'clock at Remnant Church, we will be having a praise night. So you can come and see all of the voices that you've. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Except for me, I'm in a cage. I'm as where you belong. Come knock on the window. I just want to point out that I am actively trying to find someone who will want to play drums in a church setting. All right. I like trust me. Ever ever since you you told me that you know you've been just wanting to just do pastoral stuff yeah i've been you know looking searching i've messaged people and things like that i love it i love playing the drums i mean it but it's it's time you got to transition you got out of plate. there man it's time to transition out of there yeah for sure things on your plate. i know you're gonna miss me sean like calm down it's okay you'll, you'll make it i'm still there I yeah do six know, o'clock wednesday what? i do know that sometimes um just one more little tidbit <laughs> um when it does come for like musicians especially whenever we're up there every single sunday and sometimes even wednesdays which will become more regular um sometimes it is really easy to let yourself get burnt out on it yeah and to let yourself be like i really don't want to do this again <laughs> like no. we just did this last week or we did this song like two weeks ago and then yeah. last week again and now we want to do it again <laughs> and it's just it's really easy to get burn out on stuff like that sorry i thought i turned it off my bad <laughs> um okay <laughs> um it's just my dad so i can call him back <laughs> he'll be fine no but um it's super easy to get burnout on stuff and i don't like getting burnout on things because then i feel like i'm a horrible person <laughs> yeah and because i'm like oh you know i kind of want to break from it but i can't right you know but um, it is okay to take breaks from things like that. 
Um, because sometimes you do need time, you know, at, at church even yeah. to just have that time to worship yourself. You know, not worship yourself. That sounded so bad. Oh, oh my gosh. Yourself. Okay, oh, we no. need to. Oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> I thought that was birds. I was like, what the heck? That's a new one. <laughs> no, but um, it is okay to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worship, me. worship yourself. To, take, lost <laughs> to give yourself time within the church or even outside the church to worship God. Yeah. Like by yourself. By, by <laughs> yourself. By yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I said that completely wrong. That's and so that'll funny. happen more and more. That's but you're a, gold, you're a gold calf. And you're a gold calf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to have a picture of yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, am she, so yeah, awesome. She's the person that has her wallpaper as herself. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you're so beautiful. I love you. Okay, pride. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, thank y'all for joining us today. Y'all are awesome. It was my pleasure. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome, speaking. Bob. I'll, I'll take payment in a form of uh, cash check or food. Cash check or food? I think food sounds great. Just don't eat I'm the cash really or check. <laughs> this microphone's looking pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Rich, what you got? Anything else? I, I'm good, man. I'm good. Well, I sure love you. This is awesome. I love you, too. What a great, what a great one. We love y'all. Thank you for joining us. Have a great, great week. Peace.